Hello, hello, hello. This is Amy with Cole Rama. And it's Benji. The time is 10.22 a.m. and it's a lovely, humid morning camp time, of course. We are here with... Harry from Gesher. Lovely to see you, Harry. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah, so we saw you yesterday for the first time. Uh, Of course, you're CIT, or you were CIT from my bunk as well, so we kind of met very briefly then. What did you get up to yesterday after Radio Bechirot-wise? Mi Bachon. Mi Bachon. That's always on. What did you make? Chocolate from cookies. Dessert at whatever time it was. <laughs> You're making me hungry. When? Why didn't you save any for us? <laughs> we had to go to the Ulam for Rakudia practice, so I couldn't really come back here and then go. We have a Dude, policy I was teasing. here at but all Mi Bachon food has to be actually brought back to us. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can stay here, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, speaking of Rakudia, though, we actually had Rakudia practice this morning, Ben. Yes, we did. <laughs> so you had some sports stats you wanted to kind of share with us, and there was some big news, wasn't there? Um, what was the big news? Well, teams have been reportedly interested in Joey Gallo, so potentially speaking, one team would be the Philadelphia Phillies, since... They don't really have that much defense, and their outfield needs more players since Harper, I don't know if he's returned to the field, but for at least a few weeks, he was not allowed to play in the field due to an injury, so he was DHing a lot. Um, What's that injury did he have? Uh, on his wrist. I don't remember the exact... So fairly routine, I'd have thought. Yeah. So the Phillies are in Philadelphia. Did, so did you say they were interested in him? Nothing's official yet, but... Given their situation in the outfield, I can't imagine that they don't at least talk to the Yankees about it. Right. But what, why does he want to move from the Yankees? Is it just not working out for him anymore? He's not really that good of a player. He's mostly a strikeout or home run hitter. When the Yankees acquired him last deadline from Texas, the hope was that as a pull hitter, he'd be able to get a few more home runs than average. Right. Given that he's Yankee and lefty... And, a lefty in Yankee Stadium, so short right field porch. But he didn't, perfor- he didn't perform to that extent? Um, no. He has performed very badly. He just... I'd have to check his exact stats. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he's going very cheaply. If he was to go to the Phillies, he'd be going very cheaply. He'd be a bargain fee. Yeah, he's on a $10 million ex- uh, expiring contract, so he'll be... Uh, off the Yankees by the end of the year. How, how old? How old is he? He is twenty-eight years old. Twenty-eight. So, I'm guessing that's kind of approaching his peak. So I think if if that's always before me now, there's little hope that the Phillies can kind of mold him into the kind of player they want him to be. And that would be a concern I'd have if I was kind of up there in management. I, I don't know if you kind of agree with that. It's hard to really mold players because everyone kind of has their own styles. How the game is taken off into what it is now but yeah Gallo's hitting 159 with 12 home runs mm. which given what the Yankees wanted out of him is not good and considering what they gave up also not so good but now that we have Ben Tendi, we're probably more willing to move Gallo with less risk someone potentially would be from the Phillies reliever Brad Hand because he's a lefty with experience who can pitch seventh, set up in the eighth, or close in the ninth. Mm. And so we'd be able to use him wherever we needed a lefty. Another Phillies reliever potentially here is Jerry's Familia, 
who's on a roughly $9 million expiring contract. So it probably would just be a player swap, hmm. given that their value is the same in expiring contract for players not to get re-signed. And look, I mean, personally, I think that the Yankees should call prospects such as J.P. Sears, who has experience relieving and starting. So he'd be a very versatile pitcher. Right. Frankie Mata still hasn't been pit still hasn't been traded. Um, another focus would be the Reds Tommy Mail, since he can also start. Um David Robertson of the Cubs has drawn a lot of attention. That would be a reunion for him in with the Yankees. I think that one of the keys for the Yankees this trade deadline is just to get a pitcher. Whether or not it's a starter or reliever, you're going to need someone to take over innings for King, who got injured. Um, Michael King had been pitching really well. Do you guys have any questions about baseball or the trade deadline? Um, so when is the trade deadline? August 2nd. So it's so very, very, very it's t- That's tomorrow, tomorrow, in fact. Yes. I'm guessing all these deals are done last minute, though. Most deals are done last minute. I'd have thought. Oh no, no, this is something I don't know kind of tons about. I know about football back at back at home, and I know how things are done there. But I, I can't imagine it's that is that much different because business is business and deals are deals. What's kind of a really good fee for a baseball player to go for? Um, it depends on their value, which can, which factors in their contract. Like, right. I'll, I'll rephrase the question. Like, what is like a, a high fee for a baseball player to go for? Yeah, I mean, one of the largest contracts in MLB history was in 2020 when Garrett Cole signed a nine-year, $324 million with the Yankees to stick wow. them through 28. Over 300 mil. That's a, cra- that's a crazy amount of money. But he must have been one of the no, one, of, one of the greats, I'd imagine. Yeah, he still pitches really well, but... Well, he's, he's older now, isn't he? He's presumably yeah, lost as, a lot of his touch. Yeah, I mean, this happens with most players. As they get older, they have the wear and tear hit them, so I mean... Yeah, and you get the injuries which become more frequent and potentially more fatal as well. So you get more of the wrists and the, you know, presumably ankles as well when you get to that age. Yes, but also Justin Verlander is coming back from Tommy John and has had a truly outstanding season, just a tip of the cap to him. Mm. Just um, just while you're looking for that, actually, I should say, talking about sports, actually, England, the women's uh, England football team or soccer team actually won the Euros 2022 last night against Woo! Germany, which I think deserves a round of applause. Yay, women's uh, team! Big, Woo! big win for them uh, against Germany, no less, one of our kind of most ancient rivals. So, Woo! you know, big news for big news for us. Don't know if anyone here cares, but there you go for the Brits out there. Back over to you. Going back to Verlander, he has a 1.81 ERA with a 0.87 whip, which, considering that he's coming back from Tommy John, is incredible. And, yeah. Tommy John, tell me more about him. Uh, Justin Verlander was a huge pitching prospect with Detroit. He played a lot of his career there. I don't think he ever won World Series with them, but he played... Presumably Detroit was quite limiting for him and... You know, he was held back by being there for such a long period of time. Um, I don't think so, because he played alongside Miguel Cabrera. So, at the last minute, and I think it was... 
in, yeah, in 2017, at the last possible minute, the Tigers traded Justin Verlander to the Astros for three prospects, which was huge news. Mm. Watson, can you explain to me actually what a prospect is in this uh, context? Um, so in the MLB, the MLB is the top league. It's the major league. So. Yeah, major league. And then below it, each team has a corresponding team in lower levels. So there's like short season A, A, high A, and then there's double A and triple A up to the, and then it's MLB from triple A. Hmm. And depending on how good a prospect is, they'll be moved around. But typically, like mid-August, you'll see prospects get called up from AAA because in mid-August, you're allowed to expand your roster. And so a lot of teams will try to look at how their prospects are doing and like how they'd match up against MLB players and MLB teams. For a contending team, it gives them a way to rest their normal starters for a team that might contend but probably won't. It gives them a chance to see their future and potentially during the offseason trade someone who might not be playing as well as a prospect. And so it clears a path for the prospect. So do they have like a direct advantage if you want to trade, if a lower team wants to trade with a team which it is directly paired to in the major league? Is there that direct connection between those two teams the teams don't move leagues like they do in soccer or football for you right um so so how do better teams affect how do they get rewarded by performing better surely there's some kind of ranking i mean it also depends on like a team's needs the gm and the manager of the mlb team will take notice of a prospect who's playing well and then they're more willing to give them a chance in august because they've got more more prospects. And the more yeah. prospects you've got, basically, the, the better it is for the player and the yeah. better they're likely to do. But also, these players are playing in different in the different leagues, for instance. I see. How does that... I mean, stylistically, I think it can be quite difficult to adjust if you're playing in you know, a really top-level game. Then if you're going to a lower-level game like the same players going to the lower level game, that's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a stylistic transition for them. Do you often see that when you're watching these games? So what you're saying is that someone from the MLB gets bumped to AAA yeah. for a different player because yeah, of for, the for argument's sake, of the yeah. Um, or are they very t- well adapted to it? Baseball is very similar across the field. The only difference would be, like, when do you shift, what pitchers what the pitcher style is who you're facing but that the team goes over because that's what they do in practices well, essentially when you're playing professionally you've got a certain batting batting standard or sorry yeah batting standard or pitching standard that isn't going to change i'd have thought depending on what professional team you're on is there actual variance in the abilities of the actual pitchers themselves or is it just the way they're positioned and managed and all the other stuff um Throughout the vast majority of the league, it's it's just managerial styles shifting, which is what affects the team the most. The right. only time I could think of that's super different is um, Coors Field in Colorado for the Rockies. Because of the altitude, it's a super hitter's park. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so the batting average of the team is insane at home. And the ERA is very bad at home for the Rockies. And so there are hitters parks and there are pitchers parks. But, like, the only extreme outlier is Coors Field. Right. 
So they've got a home ground where they perform worse than away grounds. They do better at home than they do on the road, or at least that's what was before camp. I'd have to check to see if that's still the case. I'm just saying that statistically their pitching is worse at home because of the altitude and how it affects the way people hit. I mean, those must be absolute minute differences, but, but... Even though they're minute, they still have massive effects on all of these stats and stuff. So I'd be quite interested in kind of knowing the extent to which those minor differences have larger effects kind of league-wide. That would be quite an interesting thing to kind of look into. Uh, Well, Colorado, because of the high altitude, they don't get as much of a drop on their curveballs. And so you typically have to throw out lower, closer to the dirt, which usually means that a a hitter's going to see it. But... For the most part, they've adjusted their whole research departments about this in sabermetrics. Yeah. So, so, so whenever any team goes away, they, they, I'm guessing they have to do a good amount of preparation to, to look into things like this, to look into if they're throwing curveballs, look at altitude, look at other factors which may affect the playing style. I don't quite know what they could be, but that seems to be more pertinent kind of in baseball than it ever would be in football. You know, I, I just think that's really interesting, actually. So these are the MLB standings. Yes, yeah, so the Rockies, yeah, they're much better at home than they are away. Okay. They're three That's games over 500 at home and 14 games under on the road. All right. Would you, so who's, um, who's winning it so far? Currently, the Dodgers and Yankees are still first in each of the leagues. Yeah. Um, how, are the, how are the Mets doing? The Mets, Mets are, fans out there. The Mets are still second in the NL, four games behind the Dodgers. Oh, so they're four games behind. So that means presumably they'll catch up when they've played those games. They might catch up, but also the Dodgers, most of their division is at 500 or worse. Right. Because each division is five teams and the Giants are 500. The Rockies and Diamondbacks are below 500. So I don't know reasonably what the how strong their schedule is. Um, yeah, their remaining schedule is a ser- is San Francisco, San Diego, two games against Minnesota. Well, those aren't particularly good teams, either of them, are they? No. Uh, Kansas City, the four games set against Milwaukee, that'll be interesting. They have three games against... Yeah, well, I- I've heard of Milwaukee and their team. I mean, they're not bad, are they? They're quite good. Uh, yeah, the... I, mean, I don't know how they're performing now, but that's their name. Yeah, the Brewers are first... The Brewers. <laughs> I did not come up with the name. <laughs> no, I, I love how there's, like, these little nicknames. So, Philly is Philadelphia, Brewers for Milwaukee. I just think that's really creative and quite funny, actually. There are also the Chicago White Sox. Oh, yeah, because there's Red Sox and White... Uh, Red Sox is Boston. Yes. Right, okay, yeah. Isn't, aren't there Red Sox in Cincinnati as well? Cincinnati is the Reds. Oh, it's just the Reds. Okay. Why a team is named after a color, I cannot tell you. <laughs> if you want to look this up on your own time, yeah, feel free. I know there's a Diary of a Wimpy Kid scene where they, Greg Heffley tries to call his like little league game team the Red Sox, so S-O-C-K-S. Yeah. But they were told not to because they might get sued. <laughs> that was the first time I ever heard of the Red. I was like, I don't know, nine or ten or something like that. That was the first exposure I ever yeah. got. I suppose the wider question is, who do you think is winning the league at the end of the season? As the Yankees fan, I might be a bit biased. I'm, I'm biased. <laughs> um, 
But um, I think the NL East, I think the top of it is going to be a dogfight in the end. I think that the NL Central is always competitive. The NL West is slightly less competitive. As for the AL, the AL East could potentially have four playoff teams if we get all three wild cards. Right. And like that's best case scenario because we can't have five teams in the playoffs. No. Although the Orioles are going really well this year. The AL Central is a weak division. The AL East, it's really the Astros and no one else. The Mariners might make a small push. I don't think that they'll do much, though. Um, so at the end of the day, I think it's going to be from one of the West divisions. Just because oh, I think whoever wins their division the easiest is probably going to win the league. So there's and like five, six teams that could be, is that what you're saying, in the West division? So the new MLB format for playoffs is the top three seeds are the top three division winners, and then the next three are the best three teams that didn't win their division. The one and two get the bye. The three plays the six in a series to play the two, and then the four and the five play a three-game set to play the one, and then from that league the championship series, it's championship series to World Series. Um, okay, I see. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to learn as much as I can whilst I'm here. It's a lot of new stuff for me to take in. All this, the, the stuff about the playoffs, though, I never understood. Doesn't that essentially make the rest of the season redundant? Because, I mean, no matter how well you perform, if you perform really well or really badly at the playoffs, you're going to get a very different outcome for where you come in the league. I mean, teams have hot streaks and cold streaks during the season, this is just an extended part of their season if they play well enough to get into it. But it's an extended part of the season which is more important than the season itself for the teams that get into it. I mean, winning the World Series might be more important to the fans and the fan base, but winning the regular season is more difficult because you're competing with every team versus a select group of teams. Yeah. No one should take the regular season for granted. And even though it's not the fame of the World Series, it's still a tough job to do. That makes sense. Although winning the World Series has got to be a certain level of glamour and prestige, which the fans would go crazy for. Yes. When was the last time the Yankees won the World Series? 2009. 2009. Bit of an embarrassment, don't you think? When was the last time the Mets made the World Series? Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, you're not speaking to a Mets fan, but if you were, I'm sure there'd be a very intense exchanging of words. Anyway, should we, um, up to you, we can do more baseball, we can hear about uh, American football as Why well. Not? Why don't we do a little music break? Oh, actually, yeah, good points, good points. Um, you got any requests, Harry? Take me out uh, to the ball. <laughs> it was just a suggestion. This is Take Me Out to the Ball Game by Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly. Please, fellas, we need you. Kelly, Kelly, the baseball game. Knew the players, knew all their names. You could see how their everyday shot hooray when they played. Her boyfriend by the name of Joe said to Coney Isle, dear, we'll go. Then Nellie started to fret and pout. And to him I heard her shout, hey, take me out to the ball game. Take 
me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Cause it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Morning, everyone. Uh, so we're back here with Harry, and I think we're going to talk a bit about the um, NFL now. Uh, yes, it recently emerged that the Cleveland quarterback, Deshaun Watson, would be suspended for the first six games of the regular season, which means he'll be missing the Panthers game against Cleveland, the Jets, Steelers, Falcons, Chargers, and Patriots games for Cleveland. Mm. The most interesting game here, I think, would would be the Steelers game because he's going to get or potentially play them again last game of the season when Cleveland goes to Pittsburgh. What's the most interesting game, do you think, out of all of those? Out of all the, the ones? The one to watch. I, I personally follow the Giants, so I'm not really sure. Um, I think an interesting game will be the Cleveland-Carolina one, which is week one, uh, just because Carolina will probably be giving rookie quarterback Matt Corral some reps, assuming, of course, that he isn't still injured from the bowl game, whereas Cleveland won't. will probably still need right. to find a starting quarterback. Amazing. That's, that's great. Is there anything else you want to add? Because we've only got a couple of minutes left, but... You know, feel free to kind of wrap that all up if you if you want. Well, Deshaun Watson does have the right to appeal. The NFL PA Players Association did put out a statement saying, and I'm just going to pull it up from it. The NFL PA said it would not appeal the decision and it called on the NFL to do the same, saying that Every player, owner, business partner, and stakeholder deserves to know that our process is legitimate and will not be tarnished based on the whims of the league office. This is why, regardless of her decision... I think I can't imagine appeals are... I mean, I'd have thought appeals almost always never work. 
in these cases. I thought the cases in which appeals actually yield different results are vanishingly small. I don't know how many of of appeal things end up actually changing. All I know is that the NFLPA doesn't want Deshaun Watson to appeal this, so it wouldn't be in his best interest to do this because typically players have to go in with the support of their colleagues. I could be wrong about this. I don't think we've got an appeals process in the Premier League. We have VAR now, video-assisted refereeing technology and that's been the source of some controversy as you may have kind of heard over here especially with regards to the offside rule um goal line technology as well is revolutionizing the game listen we've only got a couple of minutes left but i just want to thank you so much yes, for thank your time you. of course you. do you have anyone you want to shout out happy birthday ben davidovich yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. He is birthday with my auntie, and she is also has a birthday today back in the UK. So if you're listening to this, happy birthday, Auntie Caroline. Aww. Love you very much. And I'd like to give a shout out to the people I always give a shout out to, which is anybody who's in this room <laughs> and our helpers from afar, Mitch Mernick and Yaniv Marzovsky. Amazing. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This was the sports show. Do you have any uh, final comments? God save Mitch Murnick. God save Mitch Murnick. He's he's definitely listening right now, so I like it. Thank you very much for listening. Bye bye. El makombo shemesh tizrah halen.